Hi, everybody. A few things have come into the media recently. I mean, just absolutely insane things that really ticked me off. I thought, how audacious. And it all has to do with the continued attempts to manipulate perception, our perception. And sadly, a huge percentage of the population is buying into this. So I decided to go to my favorite revolutionary and friend, Zeus. <laughs> and Zeus is going to be talking with me about some of the um, headlines, some of the campaigns that have been going going on uh, regarding our the manipulation of society and mass and us individually as we sit at our computers in our silos. And again, this is something we have to start taking very seriously. So we decided to bring the most audacious stuff to you right now. So be sure to share this with your friends. So there's no doubt you're definitely being manipulated. Zeus, hey. Hi there. <laughs> this should be a fun one. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got I, some great examples. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this um, because we have visuals. We've been able to capture visuals and it's just, you look at it. The first thing you are is angry that anyone would have the audacity to try to foist this stuff on humanity. And also you can enjoy me on this because I know you watch the numbers. Um, a lot of this started when I noticed that my numbers were being hugely manipulated on YouTube, right? And so this, this is a giving a perception that nobody watches these shows. And one of the main ones was David Icke. Now, I looked at David Icke recently when I was going through a couple of things, and I thought 9,000 views. It should be well over 100,000. Last time I saw it was already hitting just about 80,000 a year ago. So talk about what you've noticed, because you did the same thing. You checked in on quite a few shows, and then you'd go back, and it was like, a third or a quarter of the number. So what are you seeing and what do you think that's about? Well, I mean, I looked it up and they are claiming that, uh, and again, this is a pretext. I don't believe that uh, between the algorithms that they use, between the pressures that they're under from the government to uh, not just tailor certain content, but to create a whole media landscape, which is favorable to a particular narratives. Uh, that then it just begins the, you know, it just, it rolls downhill, right? So their explanation and their explanations are rarely credible is that there are supposedly views and or people, viewers, you know, unique viewers who are actually not real. So they are trying to do some kind of algorithmic balancing the books by removing now, with views, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I was going to say, how right? convenient is that? It makes no yeah. sense. And it's you notice, as with content, those views are never removed when they have when they support that narrative. Right. Right. So you know that's you know it, it, CNN, um, you know, in, including content too, where they were talking about transmission and and, and certain. Uh, inoculations preventing those transmissions proven to be untrue, actual misinformation, according to their own universe, uh, uh, community guidelines, still being left up. I mean, I think that's the purest proof. When you have something that directly has been flagged and, and goes against the avowed community guidelines for these big tech companies, and it's identified and people press the issue and it stays up, then we know it's not just simply an algorithm and we know it's not simply about correcting misinformation or correcting how many viewers there are. Um, it's about forwarding a narrative. Absolutely. So one of the things that happened <clears throat> just this past week, which uh, has had, well, it, it tanked the PayPal stock mm -hmm. um, and it also got a lot of buzz going through this community and others. And you start digging a little further into the notion that PayPal, if they didn't agree with the message, we're going to start finding people. But it's a little more complex than that. Nonetheless, please explain what happened because it still leaves a big question mark. And a friend I of mine was down tango dancing at lunchtime for entertainment for at PayPal headquarters. And that's all they were talking about. And they were saying, they're not telling us anything. We don't know what's going on even yeah. inside. So go ahead and tell us. Well, what happened. It's an Overton window exercise. You know, uh, I saw this in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick. The, the, the NFL shut him down. They marginalized him for taking a knee which is a very respectful and, and frankly, not 
you know, your audience may or may not agree with that, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely not in your face. And it wasn't a move of conscious. I don't conscience. I don't think anyone could disagree with that. The, the league shut him down and shunned him. And then when public opinion turned, all of a sudden it was Black Lives Matter. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, yes, we really, really want to support. And, 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 and so I think a similar thing is happening here. The Overton window exercise is let's see if we can get this in and see what kind of response we get back from it. And oh, by the way, we're doing this because we are getting pressure from the government to do it. And then some, you know, and then some well-meaning intern or, or, or department within them comes up with this message, inserts it in there, and then all of a sudden it blows up in their face. I mean, they've lost $8 billion of market value oh, immediately yeah. over this stupid And decision. everyone's talking, pulling their money out of PayPal, and they're doing That's it. That's right. Now, it did actually happen. They did actually give the date November 3rd. They did actually say they could charge you basically $2,500 per incident for basically anything that you said that they found to be misinformation. Now, as soon as the consequences hit, they retracted that from their policy and they had a spokesperson say that it was an error. I, having seen the original text and you can look it up online, there is no way that was an error. There was no way that was an error. That was a direct response. And we already know this because Facebook, Twitter had been talking directly to the Biden administration and, and their people trying to coordinate not only response, but going after individuals. Yes. So essentially, if you go against the official narrative of whatever it is, now you can be there can be consequences if you do business with PayPal. Let's take that even further. What about um, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and what is it called? Social, what, social credits? Yeah, social credit score. Social credit score. So most That's people what China has. we're talking about this um, egalitarian platform that's all transparent. Right. Well, it's not anymore. First of all, people need to know it's been co-opted by the big banks for the most part, For the, beyond that, by the large institutions. But it doesn't mean there's nothing organic in it. But nonetheless, this whole notion of social credits tied to your investment. Tell us what that's all about. Well, I think what's interesting, even before you get to social credit score, is the way in which these powers, top-down powers, I think the real square off now is across party lines and across race lines and across class lines from the bottom up to these so-called elites. We don't, you and I don't like to call them elites. We like to call them pretenders. We like to call them frauds, basically from the top down. I'm and worse so, than that. I call them bottom feeders. Bottom feeders. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's an appropriate image anyway. Yeah. But what... What is a remarkable is about how they try to twist something that could have been democratizing. Like CryptoCoin could be democratizing because it gets it off of fiat currency, control of governments, control of these central banks, right? And it's open source and it has blockchain to show you where it's been. So they take that and are now trying to subvert that into creating digital currencies worldwide, starting with nations, and then use that blockchain to basically see where you've been, what you've donated your money to, and then and try to attach that to a, a social credit score system. So that, that thing, which was supposed to be radically democratizing, they're trying to twist to be radically tyrannizing. Yeah. And, and, and so we have to be careful. I mean, a lot of us are romantics at heart, people that are revolutionaries people that are uh, visionaries, cultural creatives, many of your audiences like that, spiritually inclined people want to see the kind of very sclerotic, closed and constrained and, and sort of predatory way in which this world is constructed to be much more open. And many of these technologies do uh, promise or at least uh, extend the possibility that that could be the case. But we have to be smart about it. And we have to understand that the most powerful thing we can do is called nonviolent civil disobedience. 
Thanks for that, Zeus. Um, what I want to do is we're going to go through kind of a hodgepodge of things that have been coming up in the news uh, lately. And then we're going to get to kind of a larger story surrounding a lot of perception bending and disinformation regarding our recent virus um, and such. And then also now trying to uh, frighten us into the notion of Cold War status, nuclear war. This is one of the dumbest things I have seen. But first, I want to go to um, just share that a, a friend of mine came from New York City recently, as you know, and um, he's a friend of ours and part of the community. And he had been reading all the media about California. So it's like this. The world uses America as the punching bag. And we exert a lot of pressure and some of what we do is quite corrupt. So I get it. So within America, America uses California as the punching bag because it has so much influence as the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. Understandable. I get it. And I'm a lifelong Californian, basically. So he came with all these ideas of what California was. I thought, what did you expect to see a prison camp? We're out riding bicycles and he's hearing about local legislation. And this is pretty relaxing. This is pretty nice. And it's like, yeah, you know, what were you expecting? Conversely, New York City has its own set of issues going on, which we're going to get to at the end of the show. But the notion of this, th this, draconian kind of takeover that is happening in the state of California. <laughs> People with really strained, yeah, you pay more for corporate taxes, but beyond that, it ain't so bad. In fact, it's pretty lovely. So he was just surprised to see that everything was beautiful and normal and people are getting on. They're not wearing masks anywhere. You you know, jam up jelly tight at tango dances and so forth. It was like, mm -hmm. whoa, okay, that's this is nice. So it was nice just to be part of his change of perception over what he'd been reading about the you know horrible state of California. Mm -hmm. But then I want to move on to um, the whole the subject of transgender because this has come up in a big way recently, and in a way that was to me was really is really disturbing. For mm -hmm. anyone that's a patron, you can go to the site and you will see I did a an up close. Um, personal reflection on transgenderism and my view on it in the most complete way I see it. So anything we're saying here is a tiny portion of that story, but it's worth mm -hmm. addressing. You can go look at my entire commentary on transgenderism on the site if you're a patron. So Zeus, mm -hmm. let's talk about what's happened recently. Yeah, and just before we get to that, I was just going to say masks and boosters are two examples in which people have use nonviolent civil disobedience to yes. vote with their feet. The uptake among kids and the uptake among boosters is so abysmally low. Governments are scratching their heads, wondering what new ad campaign or whatever. And none are we going to manipulate them into it? Exactly. But they realize don't realize that they've blown their credibility and also people are over it. Yeah. So this is a powerful example, masks included. This is a powerful example yes. of when, what happens when people simply refuse to do things that they think are um, oppressive, unreasonable, and uh, and they're voting with their feet. So that's a great example. So yeah, let's get let's get into the transgender into the because there's an story. analogy there as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm turning it over to you. So go for it. Well, I, again, um, and, and Brett Weinstein and others, his 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 wife Heather Hying had a, a had a, a really. Uh, a good uh, discussion on this recently. And they made a distinction between transgender people, which any kind hearted person, especially since many of them have trouble around suicidal ideation and suicide attempts and, and feel like they don't fit in any particular place to be included and understood to be fully human, a full citizen in society and transgender activists who seem to be a well-funded arm of I think a propaganda campaign to create a kind of social dysphoria, not just de gender dysphoria, but a dysphoria and distraction around cultural issues to detract from and get all kinds of sensationalist reporting for issues that don't target class, corporate profits, manipulations, and the yeah. things that get too close to home. So I believe that most trans activists, not most trans activists, I mean, you're on the local trans activists, probably not. But these highlighted figures are an arm 
uh, of an overarching tyrannical attempt to keep the system as it is. I, I note that by looking at on the major news media, almost every single trans person that gets any attention is a biological white male, whether yes. it's Caitlyn Jenner, yes. Rachel Levine. And then I looked on the websites to all the trans activists and they're all people of color and women and they're no white guys. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, how is it that the trans activists in major media are all white guys? And then when you get down to these other websites, none of them are white guys. Yes. Clearly, clearly that's a perfect example of the manipulation going on right now. And the most ridiculous example of that is the term trans exclusionary radical feminist or <laughs> this has gotten so ridiculous and it's from this top down pseudo i think it's astroturf trans activism meant to derail and confuse a public discussion about the dignity of humans real trans people is this notion that and this is how bad it's gotten where they're pushing it such that if I'm a biological white male who identifies as a woman, I have a right to get in the pants of a lesbian or that person is transphobic or. Um, they are, they are, what did you say? What is it called again? Oh, they're trans, they're, the lesbian is trans exclusionary radical feminists because right, they don't want to deal with it. penises. <laughs> right, and I made a joke about it in one of my comments. I called it a dick exclusionary radical feminist, a derf. <laughs> and, and, and literally, we just saw a BBC article, and we could probably put it in, in the notes below, which talked about these women who were lesbians and felt forced and pressured into, and one of them was even raped by a so-called woman-identified trans, you know, former biological male, whatever you want to call it. And it showed how ironic and full circle this has come patriarchy trying to reassert itself through victimhood and claiming itself as a minority well, as a what, what was also interesting about that story is this was a, a little bit younger woman and she's she's trying to be open-minded she's mm -hmm. trying not to be exclusionary right, right. and trying not to be exclusionary saying well i mean you still have you know the male parts and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm not really comfortable with that but Maybe I should be more open-minded. She ends up in a bad situation because she's just trying. She's been herself um, kind of manipulated into being open to the extent she's overriding her own uh, comfort zones, desires, and inclinations and ends and up being raped by this, a man. Yes. And this is a perfect entry point into understanding what the mechanism is, how you're being manipulated. This is almost the most effective personal manipulation tactic. Appeal to your empathy. A lot of your audience is very empathetic, right? <laughs> and yep. you see this in narcissism linking up with empathetic people. They do the same thing. Appeal to your empathy, appeal to your sense of open-mindedness, inclusion, and compassion to force you to go to respond to their predatory or parasitic behavior and cave to their demands or their power. And that is an extraordinary tool. It's a tool on a personal level for certain, but it's also an extraordinary tool media-wise, communication-wise, and propaganda-wise. We, we, we'll talk a little bit about this. We'll talk about the nature of documentaries, but let me just fill out that, let me kind of demonstrate to your audience how it works. With this example that you just brought up with this uh, person who had been basically raped or induced through this notion of maybe I should be open-minded. And then there was some drinking involved and, some, and the person went way beyond the boundaries that she had already set, is that, is that we are taught to create an empathy with powers that are going against our own interests and our own sovereignty. We are telling, they're trying to convince us that if we're good people, then our choice ought to be the choice that they would make for us. And that's a very powerful inducement to people who actually do have conscience, who actually do have compassion and who actually are open-minded. There's a vulnerability there, almost a yes. child of innocence. That and is that true. absolutely predatorily taken advantage of and distorted against its own ends. Yes. And that I would, I, I, I cannot emphasize it enough to your audience 
always look for that. What is the motive behind this? Don't go with the language because they'll always use inclusive language and intersectionality and woke and all this stuff. Look at what they're trying to actually accomplish and look at the methods. And are they trying to turn you against your own deeper intuition and instincts about what is right in a situation and overwhelm that? Right. With this notion that if you aren't this, then shame on you. Or if you don't do this and you're not open-minded, be able to have your vulnerability, your innocence, and your intuition, and your compassion, but be wise, be shrewd. This is tactic number one to get right in. It's inviting the vampire through the window. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. It's a very good point that you bring up because a lot of people that are watching this in these communities are really in a way almost credulous because we want to be open-minded. We want to be inclusive. We want to be loving. And that is being used against us and being manipulated by the media has been for a long time, but I think it's been jacked up even more as we're also starting to wake up a little bit more. It's being used or doubling down on these measures. And so we're, you were going to go into something, an article that uh, Charles Smith of two minds wrote, right? right? Yeah. And before I do that though, here's the response that, that is fully vetted spiritually, conscience wise, do what you feel most deeply is right for you. Absolutely. Do not like the example of the lesbian. If you are not attracted to that person and that is your true feeling, just be authentic and honest about it and simply say, no, I'm not attracted to you or I'm not attracted to people even with, with certain appendages, sexual appendages. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're prejudiced, okay? If it's not generated out of some revulsion or disgust, but if it's generated out of actual choice, actual preference, and actually what you actually believe, that's not exclusionary. Right. Making a choice that doesn't involve somebody doesn't mean you're excluding them. It means that you do not want to have that kind of relationship with that person. You have the right to do that. Absolutely. And thank you for, thank you for emphasizing that. Now I would like to go on to this continuation because it's a continuation of it. It starts when we're children and Mm -hmm. anyone who watches me on a regular basis knows I abhor nature videos um, and for good reason. And that that was actually my original connection with David Icke. He and I abhor nature videos for the same reason. We didn't understand why such terror and trauma and cruelty would be inserted into the lives of such young minds, exposing children to this stuff. So let's go on to that for a moment and what Charles Smith had to say. Then we're going to get into how it's reinforced. And this is a no brainer through Hollywood. Exactly. Well, there are two things that are happening here. And I, the reason why it just my, my light bulb went off when I was reading this, it could have come right out of your mouth, Regina, because you've yeah. almost said the exact same words. And when you have that kind of you know correspondence, something happens. But basically, here's the way that Charles laid out the notion of identifying with, if you will, the present situation or predatory state of things. They have you in these nature documentaries seeing the mother cheetah and her cuddly little cubs and her licking them and loving them. And so you're developing this really deep emotional identification with that cheetah mother. And then you see the gazelle mother and family and all the little ones there, right? And so you have this identification there. Now this does a couple of things and these propagandists know that. Once they get you to be compassionate and open and gooey, <laughs> you know, then you are much more suggestible. That state of mind in and of itself makes you more suggestible. That's that innocence we were talking about. That innocence. But it also has the effect of making you identify with the person that they're identifying or the or animal that they're identifying, the character in the narrative. And then they're going to manipulate the narrative to get the result 
not only in terms of your choices, but in terms of your perception and your character that they want to entrain. In this particular case, they have the cheetah mom caring about her babies. So she's got to go out hunting. And then she starts to chase down a gazelle. Sometimes it's even a young gazelle because the young gazelles are oftentimes not as wise nor as strong. And so you have laid out in front of you a predatory as a natural thing. And one that you could even identify with because they've already made that identification. Oh, you have time. to save your children. This is how right? you care for your children is predating on someone else. Exactly. So that's the message being sent. And the slow motion is on purpose, too. It, to get you almost in a spectacle, a spectator, bloodlust, spectator fascination. It's traumatizing. Prophet. It's purely flat up traumatizing. And that trauma instantiates it and ingrains it even more. So do you see how they use every one of these steps? When you're traumatized, identification, trauma, to and attach that to characters and a narrative that begin to serve their interests. Now, you, how does this translate into propaganda, especially from those from the top down? Now, you, just like you said, Regina, you can identify with the suburban mom or whatever that has the job that gets the money that may be oppressing these other groups because they're just taking care of their family. Okay. And if you could even say that about corporations or nations, hey, we're the world's you know, earliest, biggest democracy, you know, and if we have to, if we have to kill a few countries and people to get some oil here and there, you know, we're just, we're just taking care of our, our nation family, et cetera, et cetera. So and, and it, that survival of the fittest that says, wait a minute, war is unnecessary. Why are these wars being created? Oh, wait, they're being created for these defense industries to make massive profits and Halliburton and, and those kinds of things. We're not asking those questions. We're only being propagandized to say, I need to protect my family. I need to protect my nation. And, we're, and I'm compassionate to those things. And therefore it blocks out all the critical thinking. That is true. And there's another element to it. And this mm -hmm. is very well understood in the fields of mind control, MKUltra and the other, you know, nefarious, well, shadow groups that use such things. And that is, you, when you traumatize people, they're very susceptible to suggestion. Mm -hmm. So keeping people constantly traumatized is part of the theme we're talking about here today, mm -hmm. because right. it happened with COVID. It's happening with Ukraine and, and the whole notion of the nuclear option we'll get to in a moment. Mm -hmm. Keep them traumatized and you will not only stay glued to the tube, but you're also going to be very, very wide open to suggestion. And that's known. And this we don't have to go into. Uh, Century right. itself, watch the documentary. And this is another strategy to get out of it. Definitely tune out of these propaganda organs, which are using repetition and trauma to keep you occupied, to keep you traumatized, and keep you from any kind of critical and oftentimes even em true emotional and compassionate. They have the what they have what the, I used to call decades ago, the killer puppy syndrome. You'll see this on local news. They'll have a, you know, bleeds it leads, a whole bunch of killers. And then they'll have the human interest story about all the little puppies you can adopt over here, right? And then they use that, the psychological uh, disjuncture between those to create this sense of confusion. And then the commercial, the good news comes on, buy this washer, yeah. buy this detergent. So they're doing the same thing. The, the thing they're trying to sell you on isn't detergent necessarily. They're trying to sell you on identification, support of their agenda and their narrative. So let's take a look at that even further. Let's go into a nicely produced little piece by the World Economic Forum. This is a nice little commercial that could just pop up anywhere. And you'd first scratch your head and say, did I hear that right? And then you'd say, oh, that's a utopian existence. So um, mm -hmm. we're going to take a little peek at this, okay? We'll just look at this in the uh, for a minute.
okay, so we're going to own nothing. We're being told we're going to own nothing and we'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And then the utopian story continues to roll out. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that one for a moment. Mm -hmm. Same playbook. Take uh, something that truly has legitimacy, idealism, and good sense and future looking around it, which is in the case, they also talk about eating, not eating meat, mm -hmm. eating less meat in right. that video. I don't know if that was involved in that. Um, yes, in general, that works. It's better for people's health. But then you see what they're trying to do with it. In the case of eating meat, they want to create genetically modified synthetic meat. <laughs> to I, think increase. Has a, I think Bill Gates has a financial interest in that industry, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, I, I, I am, you know, I'm an, I, I'm a vegan, a non-judgmental vegan. I really embrace everybody's yeah, choice, you, do. you know, to, to do it. And I even acknowledge that some people need it according to their genetics and their blood and where they are and their yeah. choices. So to me, that's what's important. I'm against these people. This so-called vegan agenda is not a vegan agenda of health and support of sovereignty. It's a, a Trojan horse to slip in dangerous and unhealthy technologies. Now, many, I will, I will make a disclaimer. They are, they still is the official government position that genetically modified organisms are not in any way different than the natural ones. And that, and that they say would be disinformation or misinformation to claim otherwise. I don't have the same opinion. And I have seen scientific studies that do not come to that same conclusion. But I'm just letting your audience know that that's their official position. <laughs> right. So when we look at that whole video, that's a part of it. And now yeah. this has come from many quarters that in the future, mm -hmm. and even my own guides have said this. So let's just get this whole thing to rest here about diet. We're evolving as a species toward a more plant-based, phytonutrient-rich species that's going to live longer ages. According to everybody's guides, everybody's channels, that's kind of where mm -hmm. we're headed. Cool. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with it, but that's not what we're talking about here. And the whole notion of owning nothing. People are mm -hmm. exhausted. They're exhausted mm -hmm. just trying to get by, trying to make enough money to survive. So how refreshing is the notion you mm -hmm. won't have to own anything and you're going to be happier than ever. There mm -hmm. is a utopian quality to that. How many people yeah. want to just get a little patch of land and live in the forest in a little tiny home and write or paint or be with their kids or do what they love? Anybody would but that's not really what's being offered there. Can you please explain? Yes, again, classic. Take something that has legitimacy and that actually would help people and then just tweak it and twist it in such a way. So who then is going to own all that stuff? It's now, if, if they're like, we're going to go away from an ownership society altogether, corporations are no longer going to worry about their returns, <laughs> whole nations aren't going to use geopolitics to dominate people of a country in order to extract their natural resources. Hey, we're all getting it. Nobody's going to own anything. That's not what's happening. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're using that against you. So you will seed up your property so that they own it. And we're seeing that. Bill Gates now has, I think, 275,000 acres of farmland that he's buying up. Many of these private equity firms are buying up homes, holding them off the mark, create artificial scarcity. So over they can 20% rent. in certain states, over 20, mm -hmm. even over 25% mm -hmm. of homes that are being bought are all being bought up by these massive corporations. And they're going to mm -hmm. be rented back to us at exorbitant rates, which is already going on. Mm -hmm. Some states it's a little lower, but this is the trend. Individual residential homeownership being snapped up by large corporations. So mm -hmm. we don't have that option. The next generation doesn't have the option so much to own homes anymore. Right. And this is, again, where civil disobedience comes in. I think we should not agree to these things. And a lot of times people will sell out to these big corporations because they're like, I'm going to protect my family. Right. I'm going to get the most of what I can. And they've gotten into that propaganda. And I, I would say no. Take 50,000 or 20,000, whatever less, and actually sell it to an actual family. You know, that's a decision you can make knowing full well what these guys are up to. You do not have to, quote unquote, act in your best economic interest. That's more programming. Yeah. You're going to get a decent return and you're going to be supporting the life and the earth and the sovereignty that this earth needs. And so this brings things down to us as well. Okay. It no, does. we don't have to do it on the micro level. I, I, I buy stuff from Amazon, especially as I was moving into my house. It was just too crazy for me. Right. I needed 
right. needed to have that peace of mind just to even get things straight. Right. I'm talking about not being politically correct with every little piece of litter that you throw out there. I'm talking about especially major purchases where you put your money in banks and so forth is well considered to support directly the world that you want to be a part of the world that is ruled from the ground up right from the bottom up and from our own personal sovereignty versus from the top down from the narrow band of um, i totally agree in fact what i should do is i'm going to put my pyramid in at the end of this show again every now and then i like to pop that up to remind us of what we are what our power is now we get to the big we get to the big topic you know which we're not supposed to be talking about without being um, punished in some way on YouTube, right? So we're going to talk about what's happened around the manipulation of um, COVID, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start, first of all, with a statement by the AMA. Now, this is Brett Weinstein again. He does a lot of research. The, he and his wife do really good work. And then we're going to go through a couple of other points after that. So the AMA is now saying again, just like the news manipulated us, if you care about others, if you care about your grandparents, um, you are going to get vaccinated. And then, of course, Biden did an outrageous condemnation of people who had researched and chosen not to be vaccinated that I will never forgive him for personally, ever. Mm -hmm. So here we have that. And now let's let's see what the AMA is coming with. We've got this statement here, and I'd like you to comment, and we're going to go through this. Turning the tide against medical disinformation is going to take all of us. You're all watchdogs. It's up mm -hmm. to all of us to silence those who don't go along with this narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. It sounds a lot like East Germany having your family's uh, oh, yes. report on you. And it's not, it's it, again, a good cop, bad cop thing. It was not only that they used those tactics we talked about before about getting you to be empathetic and identify with narratives that are against your interest. But to turn, and this is the, the, the dark side of you and the dark side of society, but to turn your antipathy for people who don't do those things toward them, to exclude them, to punishment, and to le legitimate and rationalize abuse of them, okay? And, and that's the other side of it. Yes. I was amazed at the kind of, weird i don't even know how they could exist in the same mind i said in a facebook post just before i got off of facebook and i i'm, I'm on substack now at citizen zeus if you want to read some of my articles that we reflect mm, a lot excellent of articles we are talking about and i said listen if you care about my body my choice such that you are going to uphold a woman's right to choose whether she will give birth or be forced to give birth or not then you better damn well do the same my body my choice when it comes to forcibly injecting an experimental substance into the arm of that same woman you know and i got i got a couple of thumbs up by a couple of people on the fringes but that logic is unassailable it right. is the nuremberg of free and informed choice especially around medical decisions yes and they talk about between you and your doctor and now there's a law in california that Senate Bill 2098 that was signed by, by Gavin Newsom that basically says, if it doesn't meet the consensus, now it's poorly written, so it just says consensus, should have said consensus of you know certain medical boards. So I think it might be overturned soon. But if it doesn't meet a consensus of these self-interested groups, propaganda groups, then you're gonna have your medical license removed. So again, That's, it's a good cop. Yeah. cop. That the is bad that. cop was, we're gonna come after you because we can't convince people using the good cop, we're gonna become now the bad cop. Right. Okay, now let's let's take it back a bit because uh, it, it may seem like a bit of a non sequitur, but we're gonna go back a bit, okay? We're gonna go back mm -hmm. to 2019 when they were shooting the Bond movie. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to go back to, uh, what was that called? Uh, event 201. We're going to go back mm -hmm. to event 201. So let's go back where all this started. It's called predictive programming. It's not mm -hmm. as though it wasn't there for people to see. It was mm -hmm. there for people to see. Okay. Absolutely. So this whole notion of manufacturing an event that would mm -hmm. require a massive amount of distribution of antidotes via injections, this had been planned out. Now, we're not going to go into that whole story. We've done this in other shows. This is not this is not open for debate anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. This is something that was manufactured. This didn't happen by accident. We all know that. Now, let's go back to the predictive programming and media part of it again. First of all, we'll put a little screen up here. Tell us about event 201, and then we're going to see how, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. Well, 201 was a massive event involving the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, where the major Mm -hmm. sponsors, as well as the Johns Hopkins. Now, Johns Hopkins has some really great people in it, like Marty McCary, who's who's been against this madness. So, you know, but nonetheless, the three of those had teamed up to create essentially a symposium, an international symposium where people would get together and essentially scenario out a worldwide pandemic, not just a pandemic, but a coronavirus pandemic. They specifically said coronavirus <laughs> pandemic in which a zoologic, a zoonotic, you know, origin that would have been in nature, you know, comes out and and it affects, sweeps over the whole world and, and, and all the emergency and coordination they would have to do and emergency interventions they would have to do in order to meet that. Of course, it's just coincidentally completely emphasized vaccines, nothing about health, nothing about, you know, uh, anything from the bottom up, what people can do for themselves and for each other. It's all about fulfilling mandates from the top down because these people in Davos, you know, and, and it that go to these kinds of things, they're of a of a very, I would say, delusional substrata. Okay, and this delusional substrata believes that their ways of looking at the world and, and technology and technocracy will create utopia. Now, how could anyone think that by creating this thing that they're mm-hmm. creating any potential utopia? No, that that part is not granted running games as to if something like that happened mm-hmm. how we might respond to it you could see that as something mm-hmm. of a more kind of uh institutionally caring nature that's not what was going on though this was being manufactured and then the response was being manufactured literally at the same time right down to the date of the patents on both things so right. we know that to be true now so here we have event 201 the running a game the running the you know coronavirus 19 game now Mm -hmm. at the same time the bond movie no time to die is being produced Mm -hmm. and what's in that okay he finally gets into the lab you know air dropped Mm -hmm. in and you know he's bond of course and what do they discover but there's this massive laboratory where this thing this um uh gene specific remedy Mm-hmm. is going to be foisted upon the population of the world. And you see the maps with the lights lighting up in all the cities where it's being distributed, which of course is making people quite sick. So mm-hmm. anyway, that and so the race against time is to stop them from distributing this thing. And on one of the vials, it says monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Monkeypox. Right. Well, it, it, it um, and in one of the scenes, it looks literally exactly like a monkeypox picture. Yeah. When the person's affected by it, it's, it's yeah. identical to monkeypox. It's the weaponized monkeypox, essentially. Exactly. Right? Looking at the symptoms. I don't know if it said it exactly in that film, but it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is they tried to gin up the same kind of furor over monkeypox. Right. Get our minds off the disastrous failures that they had and lies that they told with regard to COVID. It didn't work. So then they pivoted to let's nuclear possibility and war with Ukraine. They're becoming very, very obvious in their manipulations, which makes me say, remember in our, our, and I encourage everyone to go back because it was very predictive. You're in my discussion on conspiracy con. Yes. This was done before the election, before the Biden election. And one of the things I said in there that you could strategically elect Biden because he was such a poor and weak representative of the deep state that he couldn't like Obama and others kind of hold up it up in the, as respectable in the eyes of the average person. And boy, did I, boy, did I ever get that right. It's not you that he did. didn't create you damage did. or his administration, they have committed atrocities in my opinion, Yes, but that, but they've done it so ham handedly and poorly and incompetently that now people's shades have fallen. And yes. it's fallen, even though there are a lot of deluded people yes. out there identifying, we're seeing more and more coalition building across ideological lines 
to meet the main challenge here, which is this effort to grab control and to a handful of people at the very top and impose their solutions on all the rest of us. So now let's get to the effect, what finally happened by literally perpetuating trauma after trauma after trauma via the story of the virus to the point where people no longer are thinking clearly for themselves, where people are overreacting and living in terror. And we know many, many of us know people who are living in terror after this whole event with the virus. So this gets us to a recent viral video that you look at it and it makes you mad at first because it's someone taking money away from little kids at a lemonade stand, but then it makes you really concerned of the tragedy of the fear that's been struck in people. And it's mm -hmm. the the Karen robbing the kids of money at their lemonade stand. We'll take a look at this for just a moment, this little viral YouTube video. I let my kids do a lemonade stand today. Yeah. And Is for whatever okay? reason, Is this woman okay? came up to them pandemic? and stole the money that they've made. Other people and they ran right in now? and people told me that this crazy today. lady, listen to me, a look crazy lady doing. stole my call, kids. Call me crazy. You look at what you're, look at what you're doing. Be reasonable. You're, you're getting cups of lemonade. If you want to sell lemonade, sell it in a container. Don't just have open. Why cups. would you steal look the kids' money? Hey, look at look at what you're doing. You have oh, ice open here. They're just grabbing it with their hands. They're putting it in these cups. Is that reasonable? You feel bad because you're just selling lemonade and open My cups kids, and that's not acceptable it's acceptable it's no fine. it's not stolen their money. you're that's not even not, wearing a mask your kids weren't even wearing masks i've been vaccinated are have your kids vaccinated i have been vaccinated have your kids been vaccinated i would like you to do put they their go money to back. school i would like you to put their money back fine there's elderly people around here I would like, do you I would understand like how unsafe back. this is do they have hand sanitizer are they washing their hands I don't think that your kids or you care at all about I think the that you're insane, and I think that if you were to actually stop, I think you're probably a nice person. And if you were to stop no, and look at yourself, you what you've done yourself. is a completely you're ridiculous not about thing. Anybody else here? It's completely fine. We're well within our rights no. to have the kids sell some lemonade. Yeah, but they're doing it unsafely. It's if not unsafe. It it's not a big you deal. You need to have them wash their hands. You need to have them. Okay, have them so call the health inspector. The They've made six dollars. Two of them from me. Good. Then. Hopefully, okay, good. So I'd like you to leave early enough that they aren't spreading it to They're other people. They're just having fun. Okay, it's not stop. a big deal. No, you need to it's leave. Not a big deal. You need to take so a deep breath. Don't need five dollars. You need to just leave. Then stop what you're doing here. It's, it's not okay. It's not a problem. It really isn't. Everything's fine. Okay, we're just selling some lemonade. Okay. We're gonna come back out here. Stop, Stacy. Listen. I've heard what you had to say. I want you to listen to me for a sec. They're gonna come back out here. They're gonna keep having fun. No. And I want you to talk no. to them again. No. No, this no. is not your right. It's not no. your. You know, afterward, at first I thought, God, are you crazy, lady? And then I thought, no, this woman is terrified to the bones. Mm -hmm. And so she's trying to now enforce her fear her dictates and mandates on everybody around her, including mm -hmm. little kids, <laughs> trying to do the sacred right. American thing of Saturday morning lemonade. Stand. It doesn't get any more sacred than the lemonade stand with kids selling lemonade, you know, on their front lawn. I mean, it just doesn't get any more sacred. I mean, mom and apple pie are okay, but the lemonade stand <laughs> with a little kid, it doesn't get any more iconic and innocent. And like, this is exactly what, American life is supposed to be. And this mom was going absolutely ballistic because they didn't have the cups in enclosed packets. Forget the fact that- And we she thought their little hands were touching ice cubes. Oh, it was it was insane. I mean, the, 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 Literally. the hysteria that was generated, the irrational hysteria that was generated. We have known since April, about a month after we had our first shutdown, that this doesn't even exist on surface as well, right. that it isn't ingested in infecting people no. when it goes through your digestion system. No. So we've known that even then people went for another six to nine months, like scrubbing all these surfaces. And it was like, this okay. woman is obviously she's indicative of millions and millions of people around the world who literally had a terror struck into her heart that now the world is not safe. Germs mm -hmm. are everywhere. The thing is everywhere. Little kids in lemonade can kill you. And that 
is a mind that can be very easily manipulated and controlled. And it's distorted and flipped into righteousness. Yes, absolutely. She believes she is the one in the right by doing this outrageous thing. She believes she's the one protecting those kids and protecting the community and protecting herself and inflicting good sense on the situation, even though she acts and looks completely crazy. So again, how do we evaluate, given that our perceptions, especially when we're traumatized, seem self-evident, even if they're completely delusional. Right. How can we check ourselves? And how can we be, as you have been, Regina, compassionate even to the people that are flipping out? Yeah. Right. Because we're not, we're not just having a dismissive attitude and just like eye rolling and go, what a what a crazy woman. We understand that this is what that part of the cost and damage of this infliction of, uh, of hysteria and trauma. Right. I've saw to people in the park the other day here in Columbus, Ohio, who were wearing masks, picnicking far away from everybody else in complete sunshine. Yeah. You know, it, it, it has become a habit, a, a kind of a, almost a security blanket for some people. And I think that's where compassion does come in for us to mm-hmm. say, look, these people are in fear. This is where they've settled as their comfort zone, maybe even for the rest of their lives. Don't try to challenge them on it. This is coming now from a subconscious, unconscious place driven by trauma, messaging, and fear. So just love them. That's how it goes. Right. Now, finally, love them and, 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 and positively, affirmatively, and in a healthful way, demonstrate the alternative. Yes. Because if you have courageous people that are willing to speak up in support of, people making their choices and not against those, okay, even those making irrational choices and being willing in their day-to-day life, you know, show that that is something that everyone can do. Then even those people on that park bench will eventually either get rid of it Mm -hmm. or if they don't, they will reconcile themselves to whatever it is and it's still going to be okay. Now monkeypox didn't work. They tried to roll that one out, get you scared, get you down to get your whatever vaccine they're concocting for the monkeypox, weaponized monkeypox. Didn't work. People didn't buy it. So then now we've got Ukraine and now we've got the headlines almost every day uh, the last week of the nuclear option. So let's take a look at this. The Who was this put out by, Zeus? Oh, you mean the New York City? It was the yes. city of New York. The city I of mean, New it York. Was a public, it was a public agency under the city of New York. Yeah. So this is just in case, get mm-hmm. under your desks, people. Get inside, <laughs> stay inside, stay tuned. Isolate <laughs> yourself because bombs are headed your way and stay tuned. Only listen to us. Only listen mm-hmm. to us. Only listen to us. Yeah. Oh my God! And, and 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 that predictive programming isn't just there to quote unquote propagandize you and quote unquote create a false sense of security for an event uh, of a, of a nuclear Armageddon. It's uh, it almost gets you into an allowance and acceptance of that's you know inevitable. That's what's going to happen. And it also, like you said, reinforces the message: isolate from others, only listen to us. Isolate from others, only listen to us. The chirpiness of the woman, she's this beautiful smile and everything's going to be okay. You just need to get inside. And she said at the end, you got this. <laughs> you're Armageddon? You got this? You know? <laughs> yeah, like winning a soccer game is not the same as nuclear Armageddon. No, we don't got this. <laughs> and we're not going to get it and we're not going to allow it. No, it's right? not going to happen. So no, we're go. not going to allow that to happen. And this yeah. is again where we need to reawaken nuclear disarmament and we need people through their civil nonviolent civil disobedience to refuse to vote for people who refuse to participate in these kinds of absolutely yeah. so that's part of it right there that's part of the solution and mm-hmm. and the rest of it what we've been talking about is literally um societal media manipulation mm-hmm. um and if if one thing doesn't work if they can't get you and scare mm-hmm. you here they're going to try to scare you here and if they can't do it there they're going to try to scare you here the reality and entice is, you here and, and entice you here. that person there you know it's so all I'm, the fear stuff we have to just yeah. stop buying the fear porn and mm-hmm. as rutger bregman said i did a i did a book club event on it for any of you who are patrons of my site you can go back and watch the book club regarding his book called humankind 
Mm-hmm. As he's saying, we as a people are waking up. We are kinder than anyone gives us credit for. We're more compassionate, more collaborative than anyone gives it cre- us credit for. Just because the media keeps reflecting back how awful humans are doesn't mean it's true. Your mm-hmm. final thoughts on this, Zeus, before we sign off. Uh, let me let me go ahead and put put a put a good little promo for that book and for your and for joining you on Patreon because she does live events with a lot of times the authors. What we didn't get Walter for this book, but there was a great discussion on it. And one of the most important things in the book because there was a notion of Lord of the Flies. And he gave a counterexample in which yes. actually got lost and they had an ideal community in which they were completely cooperative. Yes. But he found that he showed that all these psychological experiments that showed, quote unquote, how group people were, were basically conducted by very mentally ill individuals who skewed the data. And the actual scientific and affirmed, proven way that humans respond is more cooperative and more collaborative. But he also said something that's very important, and it kind of caps off what we're saying here, too is he says that people's compassion and empathy can be used against others. In some of these experiments, people were, you know, the one where you're shocking someone, you know, it's, it's an actor, but they, they really think you're actually shocking someone even up into the fatal zone who's getting certain questions wrong. They thought that they were contributing to the future uh, good of humanity by conducting themselves in this. So they used their compassion to actually rationalize something that was monstrous. Yes. So what we really need to know, and in in the limbic system, aggression and the the sex drive are right next to each other, deep in our own brains. So these things, this dark and light are very close to each other. And and, and, any propagandist, and we have to be aware of this ourselves, will try to merge those and confuse those. Absolutely, very well said, very good point. So let us take the time to support one another and being very clear about defining those and understanding their relationship. Because even dark things, and even dark things in society, bring out the compassion and bring out our higher selves. So I don't even dishonor war and these other kinds of stuff and just say, oh, I can't be done with it. I have to, I have to hide and away from this horrible world in my fantasies and so forth. I can use my compassion in the midst of that monstrosity and I can come forward and not get simply entangled into it, embroiled into it, and then put underneath it. I can do the opposite. I can invert that, bring that light into the situation, bring the courage, the virtue, the compassion, the creativity with the help of others across ideological lines and say, no, we will not do the thing that's wrong, nonviolent civil disobedience, and we compassionately and creatively do the thing that is right. We will not allow ourselves to be programmed or confused between violence and love. And we're going to go ahead and use discernment and we're going to go across lines uh, and we're going to go ahead and make sure people's civil liberties are protected and that the personal sovereignty is honored and and everyone's creative divine genius is shared. And if we can begin to do that, even in small ways, we're going to be able to see from the bottom up this emerging power that will take down this top-down propaganda. Couldn't agree more, Zeus. We're always on the same page. And I'll just go ahead and and we'll go ahead and put up my pyramid um, here. I love that pyramid, by the way. I do too. (laughs) But it also explains why I call them bottom feeders. The power is all of the beauty and all of our passions, endeavors, and caring for one another. And and all of the kingdoms, plants, nature, animals, that's Mm -hmm. us. We're human beings. And you see down at the bottom that inky little room where everybody's plotting and scheming for their own ends and we we don't have any, we do not we do not have to buy into this we might have to do a, a fundraiser where we actually make posters of that thing it's so good oh yeah i, sh- I should have that done i have it made available. absolutely absolutely but here's the other thing when you use the term bottom feeders when yeah. you see that pyramid yeah. you'll actually see them at the bottom that's why i'm saying that feed, they're the little kind of feed at the bottom and that's that is so such a powerful image. When I you have family and, and spirituality here at the top, yeah, ruling the situation. And these guys down in their inky black world, <laughs> feeding on the bottom, that's putting it in the realistic context. That's Absolutely. what really happens. It's breaking the programming where they try to invert that. We're putting it back where it's supposed to be. Well, and that's, that's what I really why love I created that, that is to have a visual reminder for all of us of who we are. 
that there is strength and beauty, strength and numbers. All of this is true. And we're the numbers. We're the human beings that are essentially good and kind and compassionate. These guys down here, not so much. So <laughs> until next time, Zeus, <laughs> this has been a fun discussion. And yeah. I um, encourage everybody to go ahead and share this uh, with friends so that they can start seeing some of what you've just uh, been exposed to. And, and we can get the buzz going a little bit more on this topic of not of refusing manipulation. And then um, also, I'm sure if you many of you have some uh, something to contribute to this conversation. So go ahead and make comments down below and we'll all share together in this one. So you can go to Substack Citizen Zeus and read his really fabulous articles. Also CitizenZeus.com, which has a lot of Zeus's work there. And um, anywhere else they need to go, Zeus, besides there? There's a YouTube channel, Citizen Zeus, as well. YouTube channel. a lot channel. of the early predictive stuff on COVID, but I haven't done yeah. a lot lately because of their policies. Yeah. But, and then, of yeah. course, there are several interviews here on ReginaMeredith.com. So thank you again, Zeus. Mm -hmm. And then until next time, everyone, thank you for joining us here on ReginaMeredith.com.